welcome to Making Business Profitable with EGS. What is EGS? It's EBITDA Growth Systems. What is EBITDA? EBITDA is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Why is EBITDA important? Because it tells you how much your business is worth. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double your profits within three years or give you your money back. So today's podcast is a discussion around the employer of choice. And Dave, what, what exactly is the employer of choice? The employer of choice is having a business where employees are knocking down the door to come work for you because if they had a choice to work for anybody, it would be you. I like that. that. Yeah. So what what would be the components then of, if someone were to describe our firm as the employer of choice, what are some of the uh, descriptors? What are some of the adjectives that would describe our company so everything starts with culture and everyone's like oh culture 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 but culture is important so Mm -hmm. it's the culture of engagement where everybody's engaged in what you're doing the culture of caring a culture of investing to where your employees care about what you're doing they care about the product getting to your customer they care about how the product how the customers are being serviced it's a culture of uh, you know, what do I mean by investing? It's people investing their time. When you have people that are like, hey, I'm going to clock out and I'm just going to, I'm going to come in a little early and hey, I was reading something last night and hey, this could really help us or hey, you know what? I just brought some extra paper plates for the kitchen. You know, hey, you know, I brought a candle in here. I, if you don't mind, I'm put a picture up over here. Um, it seems pretty cool for a shop, you know, and that kind of stuff is investing. There's a culture of retention. And it all leads to a culture of performance, which Mike is a culture of performance is winning. It's winning exactly now. So, so we met uh, we met some people, fine, fine gentlemen, uh, Jeff, Jeremy, and Justin. A little shout out to you guys. And uh, we met these guys, and we we hear about uh, Thanksgiving, and the employees, unbeknownst to the owners, actually catered a meal for the owners. What kind of culture is that, Mike? Yeah, and these, uh, this is a culture where the owners sit amongst the employees. There's no offices. It's, we're gonna work elbow to elbow and get, get the job done. Mm-hmm. That's the culture you're talking about. So it's it's an extension, extension of, the, of the family. I mean, because the owners are the family, but they have opened up their aperture and, and made the family be the entire workforce. It works. It works. It works really well. Now, wherever you are, say, man, I really want to be the the employer of choice. This is a long game. Now, you can make some choices. You can make some investments to make this, make the switch and get moving in the right direction rather quickly. But this is a long game to become a place where people want to come work with you. Yeah, and as profitability experts, uh, it sounds kind of unusual for us to talk about employer of choice as something that impacts the bottom line, that impacts profits. But nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, having a, a, a culture that's an employer of choice drives money straight to the bottom line. Absolutely. I mean, how does how do things get done 
I mean, if you're running a, if you're running a company and you look at your employees as working with you instead of working for you, good indicator, by the way, um, it, it is, it's one of those things that everybody chips in and everybody cares about performing well. And if everybody cares about performing well, what happens? You wind up performing well and you get self-policing. So where you have Joe over here and Carol over here and Carol notices Joe, Joe's struggling with something and Carol goes over and helps Joe. And that's, that's, that's a culture of, Hey, this is what's going on. And, or if, if, and not to pick on any Bob's and say Bob's over in a corner and, and he's making a mistake and maybe, maybe he's on break an extra 15 minutes. You know, Joe goes over and says, Bob, you know, that's, that's not who we're about, man. We got a lot to get done. Get your, get your butt in gear. Let's make this happen. You know, we, we're, we're all pulling the same rope and we can't have you off the rope when it's time to pull. Uh, absolutely, man. And so wh- why else would you want to be or need to be the employer of choice? I mean, if we can't make the argument for profitability because maybe you don't, maybe it just doesn't translate for you, uh, why, why else would someone want to be uh, the employer of choice? I think one of the big things, and you, you said it already, but you want to win. You want to win. You want to win employers' hearts, employees' hearts. You want to win the hearts of your customers. You want to. You want to win on the PL. You want to win with the best product around. It's it's about wanting to win. And in when you're winning, you're enjoying your work life. Now we all spend. Uh, not all of us. Uh, I mean, some of you guys are killing it, and hats off to you. But a lot of us spend more time at work than we do at home with our families. So you want to enjoy it. And guess what? When you go to work and you're winning every day, you're enjoying life, man. Life is good. Oh, sure. Because the owners are happy. The managers are happy. The employees are happy. The customers are happy. All the constituencies of the business are happy when, you, when you're winning. And, and I, you know, I think, I think it's uh, important to, to recognize the fact that... Um, you know, no matter what your business is, if you're a plumbing company, if you're a machine shop, if you're a law firm, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's the people that are getting it done for you. And so you, you got to keep people happy. You know, the tools don't fix the furnace the person does, the Absolutely. tech does. The, the machines only make the parts that the employees tell the machine to make. Um, people make the parts. People fix or provide the service. And if you treat if you treat your employees as well as you treat your machines, I'm obviously referring to somebody who has a good repair maintenance plan. Yeah. But it, you know, that things will go well. I mean, treat people well. And you know what, Mike, is that let me ask you a question. Is that all money? Hey, you treat your employees well, does that mean is that just strictly pay? Uh, Dave, uh, there has been so much research on this on this issue. And I think the latest that I saw was pay was like number 15 or 16. So this was the top 10, and it didn't appear in the top 10. Money is just a hygiene. Like, I need to make a living wage. But beyond that, that's not what's going to make me view this as employer of choice. So talk to me a little bit about that. What were, the, what were some of the top 10? Give me a couple of those. Well, number one is my manager. So... If I got a bad manager and I can't stand my manager, then um, this might be the employer of choice, but it isn't for me because all I see 
is the guy or the lady that I work for. Not my choice. Yeah, that's right. So number one is, is, is the quality of the manager. And unfortunately, that only happens less than 15% of the time. Um, more often than not, people have a poor manager. Um, so there's, there's that. Uh, there's a, uh, again, my, money is just hygienal. So uh, do we have a good customer base? Like, do we have the type of culture so that our customers feel good about our company, feel good about our product, feel good about our people? Because when you work for a company like that, it's just great to be loved. So is a winning environment, is a winning environment way up there too? Absolutely. The winning environment looks like what we often do for our clients, which is uh, particularly machine jobs. We put a gimbal board in place and the gimbal board is the scoreboard. In so many companies, I'm an employee, I'm working my ass off, but I'm not quite sure whether um, I'm impacting the bottom line. I'm not sure if I'm doing what I need to be doing to move the company in the right direction. And when you have a Gimba board, all of a sudden, now I can see what the score is. I know it's, it's two minutes left in the fourth quarter and we're down by three points. And so I just need to turn it up the game a little bit. And, and, and do what the team needs to have done. Yeah, we, we work with, we work a lot of different companies, but we do a Gemma board for production type environments, and we do a dashboard for like HVAC and service. Sure, sure. And, and, and these things are reviewed daily, and it tells you the score. It doesn't tell you the score on the 15th of the next month. It tells you the score on Tuesday, how, how you did on Monday. Yes, yes. Or Monday night, what you did on Monday morning. That's that's what those tools do. And if you, and if you you don't have those, you there's no way to know if you're winning financially. If you're not winning financially, you don't have anything in the bottom line. If you don't have anything in the bottom line, you're not investing into your equipment, your workforce, um, and it isn't always pay. It could be training, teaching people. Sure. I mean, sure. people want to further themselves. You might have an operator or a tech that wants to know more about business and just how business works. Yeah. They yeah. want to be invested in it and see, you know, what am I doing? I'm out here in the field doing this, or I'm out here in the shop doing this. How does what I do even make a difference? They want to know they make a difference. Well, they, we saw an article that said that I think in 2015, uh, corporate America had spent maybe $200 billion, which is a staggering number, $200 billion on uh, training and development. And they're saying in 2021, that number is going to be something like $410 billion. So companies that are looking to become employer of choice are investing heavily in their workforce. They're investing heavily in their managers and they're investing heavily in their workforce. And the primary reason why is because they understand that when they lose an employee, back in the day, when you lost an employee, that was okay. By the end of the day, you found another employee because everyone was looking for a job. Today, with the uh, unemployment rate in the single digits, when you lose an employee, there isn't another one standing outside waiting. So listen to this. The top 10 reasons why good people quit. The job was not as expected, so the interview process, the communication tool, the onboarding wasn't very accurate, so the job wasn't expected. Number one. Number two, work-life imbalance. Hmm. You know, they, they want their pound of flesh, right? Number three, mismatch between the job and the new hiring uh, manager's representation of the job. Management freezes, raises, and promotions. Feeling undervalued. It's a feeling. 
It, it's not and it's not a pay. The pay doesn't fix being felt undervalued. That's a man's good thing. Right. Lack of decision making power. That's a man's people, good thing. People in charge not able to make a decision in a time and manner. Waiting four months for a decision. Hey, I've been telling you this is a problem for sixteen years and you're gonna fix it now? Sure you are, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? Uh, too little coaching and feedback. Feedback. Now talk to us about feedback. Well, again, the centrality of, of good management because uh, feedback is is the tool that you use to make mid-course corrections. So, Dave, I need you to do X. You're doing Y. I'm going to give you some feedback so that we can have you doing X. Now, most of the time, you want to do X, but you're doing Y because you thought that was okay. Yeah. And when someone says, hey, I need you doing X, you're like, cool. I appreciate the feedback. And feedback is just a wonderful thing. People think about feedback as negative, but feedback is only negative if it's presented negatively. It's like swinging a golf club, hitting a golf ball, and not really caring where it goes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not knowing what the the next club is or anything. Unbelievable. When we talk to young managers, we tell them, you owe your employees three things. One, you owe them clear and unambiguous expectations. But number two, you owe them timely feedback, both good and bad. And then number three, you make sure they have the tools they need to do their job. But so listen that you managers that do one review a year. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. No, no, that's it is just stop. Talk to these people, have a daily huddle with them. I mean, at least do it quarterly, if not monthly. You sure. should you should be letting people know on the regular how they're doing in a Gemma board or performance reviews for the entire company or for every different department or division, it does that. It lets everybody know how we're doing and then spend some time with the person. And if you don't have time because you have too many employees, get somebody in there that will, that will that feedback will pay for itself. And the last thing is, is management people skills being lacked. You know, lacking, management lacking people skills. Sure, sure. Uh, it's, uh, Dave, uh, we could go on and on and on about this because I, I have a passion for this particular area. But uh, I think that I also want to mention the need for recognition. Companies that are employers of choice recognize the work and the efforts of, of their employees. Oh, yeah. The, a quick indicator for Mike and I is we walk into a shop and they say, hey, this is an awesome part. And they say, they come and say, hey, look, Pete over here or Shay over here produced this. This is amazing. This is amazing, and look at what they can do. And they start bragging about their employee right in front of them. Right in front of them. And, and that right there, that is a ton of stuff. I mean, this is one of those things. Look, Mike, we live in a market where it's so hard to find skill talent. I mean, we're talking about maybe this coming back in 2026 where you have skilled talent levels up to where companies can function without stealing each other's uh, labor. We've noticed the labor in some HVAC companies, HVAC plumbing companies, labor rates have almost doubled in five years for the entry worker and the one-year worker. Almost doubled because they're so hard to find. And if employees are so hard to find, why wouldn't this be the most important thing for you to do? You've got to be the employer choice to be successful. You know, use a recruiter, that's fine. If you don't have time, but your employees will filter out there and they'll find friends and everything else. And then you'll outgrow that layer and that layer has another layer. And you might use a recruiter. But the recruiter's job is going to be really easy, right? If you're the employer of choice. Absolutely. Yeah.
this employer of choice, it, 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 uh, it really does translate into profits. It really does translate into uh, your ability to, to take on new work because you know, your, your existing customer wants to do more work with you. Uh, the employer of choice is such a powerful tool and most people don't know about it. The funny thing is it's the, it's the hidden exponent for multiplying your business profit, for multiplying your business service, is being the, the employer of choice. Being able to step up there and knock the hide off the ball every time, a huge part of that, all of that is your employees and their ability to do that. So get out there, roll your sleeves up. If you're not the employer of choice, your employees will tell you, but, but just quit. Ask them, close your mouth and open your ears. Have a little forum where you have you know, sit down with three or four of your key employees and ask them, are we the employer choice and what do we need to do to get there? And lean into it. Lean into this. Become the employer in choice. Drive profits north. Drive your culture north. And you know what? You're going to win. And you're going to want to enjoy work life. And you're going to start enjoying it more. And life's going to be better. Yep. Re-recruiting your employees every day. Right on, day. Right on, Mike. systems do what we do because we want to impact lives through improving business performance if you want more information go to our contact page at www.ebitagrowsystems.com that's e-b-i-t-d-a growthsystems.com